What up, this is your boy DJ EFN. You might know me as a drink champ, but first and foremost, I'm a proud father. I linked up with two of my other dad homies, Manny Digital and KGB, to start the Fatherhoods podcast. Each week, we bring you insider hip-hop stories, parenting, and advice and therapy. The saying is true, it takes a village, and we humorously serve as each other's trusted counsel in figuring out how not to screw up being a good dad. Fatherhood's Fatherhood's Podcast. Beats, rhymes, and diapers. Yo, Fatherhood's fam, when you're out and about with your baby and they start wilding out, what do you do? Most dudes are fumbling through the traditional baby bag their lady prepped for them, trying to find that one thing that will calm the kid down. That doesn't have to be your life. Dig no more. The firstborn diaper backpack from Fly Dad has over 21 compartments to have everything right where you need it to be for you and your baby and keeping you fly through the process. Get $20 off when you visit flydadgear.com slash fatherhoods. All right. Got you all okay, in check. Wel- welcome back, Kay. Thank you. Back. Appreciate it. But we're not welcoming back uh, Manny's microphone. Yeah, I'm sorry, y'all. If y'all if y'all hear me crazy, I'm abroad and hey, the Wi-Fi is suspect. It's, it's like that sometimes. Yeah, bees like that. But I but I thought, the microphone. I, I thought it was still important to jump in because I'm in like peak family oh. mode. So I was like, there's a lot of cool shit going on. So I figured like let's jump on. So first of all, it's nice. Uh it's been a mission trying to get the three of us on at the same time for past couple months so that's uh it's a mile that's a milestone for the new year yeah hell yeah, yeah. so okay why don't well, happy we, new year everybody actually really cool yeah. happy oh, shit. That's, that's right that's yep. right happy new year um I, I hope everybody's new year starts off it's funny because like you know everybody's in that whole like <laughs> new year new me and all the fucking oh i'm gonna do this and that uh. all the goal setting and all that um it's it's interesting because everybody, you know, starts down that path. And then like two weeks later, everybody's back to like, ah, fuck it. I'm kind of right. doing my own thing. Um, but I did like in the, in the fly dad, um, telegram group, I was asking like folks, like, what are you trying to get done this year? Like, what's one of your major goals? And one of the members that, in the group, that was the fly dad truth social. What was that? no sorry uh, <laughs> um but but the dude was saying how it's such a modest goal i feel like it's something that's achievable but he he wants to spend time with his daughter um feeding the homeless and i thought that was super cool like he 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 kind of did it once kind of it sounded like you know kind of a basic way and his daughter was like with it like she was appreciative of the opportunity to like help the less fortunate and that kind of thing so one of his goals is like yo i want to do this kind of in a bigger way in 2023 and i was like damn yo like my kids and, th- and you know right away i'm like yo i'm black if i'm not doing something <laughs> like that right like i put it on myself and my kids and i remember this after i read that like my kids were always like yo it w- they have empathy for people who don't have as much as we have. And we've always talked, my wife and I, about like doing something like that, volunteering in the soup kitchen or one of those kinds of things. So it kind of brought it back 
full circle a little bit and was like, all right, now we're going to plan that out and figure out how to make that happen this year. But are y'all on that wave? Have y'all established any like significant goals you're trying to tackle them this year? That specifically, though, on some giving back type stuff? I mean, it could be that, but in general, like, are you thinking? I mean, I don't know if you guys remember, and, and we've talked about it, that I was doing the stuff with the orphanages. Yeah. Where the orphanage, when we traveled in, in coming home, I would always try to visit an orphanage in whatever country. We're. But locally, I was volunteering. Um, it was more around the holidays. I'm going to call it volunteering because that's probably foul to the people who really volunteer. But I, we would do a, a toy drive for the kids and then we would go and de- hand deliver it. And then my boy Heck, who has the pizza shop. Uh, shout out to Antonino's. They would, we would, he would make a bunch of pies, and we'd come and we do a pizza day for the kids, and we would, you know, be there physically, um, feeding the kids and hanging out, hanging out with them. And then my friends would bring their kids. This is before I had kids, so I was doing this for a few years. And I was uh, recently, I've been like, man, it'd be dope to do that with my kids. The only thing is, they're a little too young to, you know, to be a part of something like that and to understand it and to be even helpful at all. So I think maybe in a couple of years, we could probably do something like that. And in one year, I actually went and went to some areas that um, were, for lack of better words, needy. And um, and we went and we like and delivered uh, toys to families. And when I tell you that, am I frozen? Oh, no, no. Or is, or is K frozen? You were coming in and out a little bit. It's K frozen, frozen to me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> he's looking at me like it ain't that that ain't even dope what you're doing, man. You you ain't moving the you ain't moving the needle right now with that shit. <laughs> right. But one of the things uh when I did that, when I was did the door to door or house to house thing that fucked me up was that we went into some communities that you wouldn't even imagine would look the way they look in the United States of America. Like they were just like man like dirt roads and 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 shacks almost where it's like something that i would have maybe seen in, in haiti or peru or colombia or any of these other countries that i've been to if you go like into shanty towns or you go into into some really poor areas and we had that right here in our backyard here in miami and and i and you know and i of course we all know there's the hood and there's the hood hood but this was like something beyond that you know and and you know, very poverty stricken kind of area. Yeah, yeah, man. And um, and you know, I really would. I want. I really believe in taking you know your kids either traveling with them or having them do stuff like like what we're talking about because I think it opens up their mind. A, they appreciate what they have more, but the empathy and understanding the bigger world out there, and and you know, and and how many people out there um don't have what they have and or even people that don't have what they have and still find happiness um with very little which is what i found mostly when i would travel i i think you said it perfectly right now because um and we've talked about this and and you know if you if you just look anywhere you see that the world is just like a lot of what you receive from the media and just like some of the stories you hear are slanted very negatively, right? And so you can't help but fall into that shit a lot of the time and like think that the world is this big negative place. Not to not to discount the fact that that is true in a lot of circumstances, but at the same time, it's like if these situations that we're talking about are not the greatest, right? 
people in like tough situations. But when you can, providing the opportunity for them to have, even if it's like one meal or one experience that elevates their quality of life or a given period of time, it, it's like the thing, the most basic human element, in my opinion, is like, yo, just, just be a good person, right? And so being able to pass that on to your own kids and whatever experience you can create for them, I think is like hugely beneficial to the global quality of life. Because the more that we can do that, I think the better the world is on a whole. And I'm, people always ask me, or we have conversations and people always looking at me like, yo, why are you so positive? And I'm like, why are you so negative? Because I, I do believe in humanity. Like I'm that, I'm that sucker that's like, yo, there's still more good people than there are bad people. You definitely are and that so, sucker. I'm definitely that sucker. <laughs> definitely. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, but but I, I think there's a lot of people that feel like the opposite is true, and I can't I can't lose that because to me that fundamental piece of what my belief system is it will ruin me and it will ruin the generation. You're not jaded by things or by life Look, or whatever. There's been many conversations that we have had, right? You and I, the three of us, where I'm very um, what's the word like positive about whatever the situation is. Like, K- 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 <laughs> <laughs> like what, what did he say? I didn't hear him. That like, kid's eating meat. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was going to say the word might be naive in some aspects. But... Yes. Okay, perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. And I'm okay with that because while I realize that sometimes my way of thinking may be far-fetched to some, I find examples that make me feel like, yo, that's true. And I think we can all do that however we decide to believe in things. But for me personally, like I find it to be more beneficial than it is taking away. I haven't really got stuck from it, right? But I acknowledge it can very well happen. But I, but, I, I look but on at the flip, it, it keeps you it keeps you motivated. So hundred percent. Right? Because if I'm if I'm dwelling in the shit it stops me from like really making any progress. So maybe, maybe it is me mind fucking myself to some degree, but it's, it's been more beneficial it's, than I can, than I can say. Prince is blisting. Okay. I was going to say it's the ignorance is blisting, but this is the internet is shit thing right now. <laughs> Those are bars right there, my friend. Those are bars. Um, look, there's no doubt that, being positive and 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 having some you know healthy naivete and ignorance to things allows you to move forward in a way that people who are pessimist and and overthink everything that's going on in the world they will never be able to do um but I, you just got to have a healthy dose of both things i think for that balance how do you how do you, how do you uh teach your kids that you can't like, teach do- your kids to be like manny and be naive no, but I'm just saying, like in terms of, like fi- finding that balance, like getting them to. I mean, I think as a person, you're naturally like you're either a, a pessimist or you're naturally pessimistic or you naturally have a like a you know an upbeat outlook on things. But then, you know, how do you? I mean, I don't know, Manny. Do you do you teach your kids to have the? Uh, more of a positive outlook on things and or, or do you kind of let them stew on it for themselves? 
I try to get them to think independently, but try to put examples of things on both sides of the spectrum for them to kind of process and then decide which way they want to go. But if I'm being honest, I think I've been fucking that up because I think in particular my eldest, I feel like she's more fearful than she is optimistic about life. A lot of a lot more things scare her than her being optimistic about. My son, I think, is on the opposite side of the spectrum. He's way too optimistic, and I, that scares me because I need him to like rein it in. So I haven't been able to figure out the formula that is like optimal, I guess. And I don't necessarily impart on them kind of my optimism, which is probably more so than most people. But fundamentally, I'm just kind of like, yo, here's an example of something good. Here's an example of something bad. How would you process this and figure out how to move forward? Yeah, I think it's it's nature is going to do most of that. Each individual is going to be different. You could take two kids and expose them to something. Um, and they one kid might come out with empathy and positivity and the other one might come out with a negative view of the world because of it. You know, one might be like, I want to how do we fix this and be like gung ho? Like, yeah, we're going to fix this and positive. The other one's like, we're fucked. <laughs> you know, like the world is fucked. How do you how do you deal with it? Because like uh, Kay, because there's I think there's a lot to be said about mindset and like how you decide to approach a situation and what the outcome is, right? So like, how do you think about it? How do you approach it with your own? Self? Mm, I think um, I think it's definitely to try to look at it on the situations more on the positive side for sure, um, and be willing to take chances and and all that stuff but um but also not sugarcoating it with you know you you are going to fail there's going to be times where you mess up this is not the last time something bad's going to happen kind of just setting those expect i guess it's more about like the leveling the expectations um if that makes sense, but, but, but pushing him to be, to definitely focus in on the positive and, and to also understand, cause it's really easy to go negative, right? It's really easy that that's the easy way out. And a lot of our minds generally kind of default that way when something immediately happens or we start, you know, coming up with scenarios or forecasting or whatever we start thinking, well, you know, worst case scenario or, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, and so what we try to do with him is, is to say like, look, if you can, if you can start to pay attention to how your mind operates now at this age and you can work on that and hone that in, then you're going to be a hell of a lot prepared, you know, well-prepared as an adult, because there's a lot of adults who can't even grasp that. and and understand that like to be able to check your mind when it's starting to go a place that it doesn't necessarily need to go so that's that's what we're trying to rein in with him how, how do you guys look at so actually I, I don't know this about you two and this is a question for you guys when when things are going great do you find that your highs are hot like if, if all things being equal are your highs higher than your lows or do you kind of stay kind of centered? Does, does that make sense? Like there's people that when good things happen, they're kind of like 
yay. But when bad things happen, they're like, ah, like it's a, you know, the world is ending. How do you guys manage those situations? I'm, I'm pretty middle. Yeah, same here. I try to, I try to stay middle. Yeah, um, I, I might, I might, I might lean towards the when things are bad. I'm a little bit extra. You but skew more in that direction. I think I lean more, not too far down, but but I always try to stay even keel. Actually, I've been talking about this a lot with, lately. Um, have you seen that clip of? It's been running around. It's a, it's an older clip, but it, it resurfaced lately of uh, Robert De Niro talking about mm-hmm. it was like a round table. I forget what show this was, but it, it would have like a bunch of like directors, producers and actors in a round table. And they would all talk about like stuff. And um, Robert De Niro was talking about basically like uh, stay staying even keel in terms of like not over celebrating big wins or awards or if a movie does really good because you know life is also going to give you the bad you know the the, the crappy movie that, that doesn't do well or life is going to give you shit you know so it's like if you can just stay even you're you just have a better chance of like emotionally surviving this thing and and kind of like being able to navigate i forget everything how he articulated it but it was basically about staying even you know like even keel about everything you know not going too crazy in the highs and and then when the lows come, you kind of could stay there at that at that baseline and survive that as well. Yeah, makes sense. I I, I try to follow that that, I that thought. Um, probably, and also probably like in the on, on the high side of things, like in the back of my mind, I always know that all right. Well, this is not going to last because there's going right. to be some something that comes around the corner <laughs> that which you know is going to derail it a little bit. Um, and Which isn't I, positive necessarily. Yeah, it's not. It's it's We're not positive. Being pessimistic in that sense, and I'm the same way. You know, but it's also, but it, but I guess it's also reality, right? There is you, nothing's gonna be fucking up there twenty four seven. So it's just almost like a reminder of like, don't get too comfortable, you know. Um, and then, a but defense. I'd yeah, yeah, I'd say probably on when things go bad or there's things I. I Probably uh, outwardly, I'm I'm pretty even keeled, but I'd say I'd probably have more internal anxiety or working through it during that time, as opposed to like internal happiness when things are going good. You know what I mean? It's a really difficult thing. Like I'm, I'm hard on myself in celebrating wins for that same reason. It's, It's almost like a, like a defense mechanism, right? Because it's like, all right, this good shit is happening over here. I almost ignore the celebration of it because I, I, and this is me self-diagnosing, but because I fully expect, like I plan my world on a worst case scenario. I always look at things in that way. And then I say, all right, what's the worst that can happen if we do this? And if, can I deal with that? All right, I think I can. And then move forward. But I'm wait, trying but to Manny, do- but you're yeah. dealing, you're, you're saying worst case scenario not when something bad is necessarily happening. You're just saying in general. Correct. Before something actually happens, before I'm going to take a step in any direction, I kind of look at it and I say, all right, what's the conceivable worst case scenario that I can mm-hmm. identify? And then depending on how severe it might be, I'll say, you know what? Like, all right. Yeah. I'm willing to do it. Like 
taking the leap of faith in starting flyback as an example, right? Like, all right, what's the worst case scenario? You spend a whole bunch of money and it flops. And I'm like, all right, m- money, don't don't get it twisted. Like I'm by no means rich or have a wealth of means, but I don't look at money as that big of a limiting factor in my world. It is in reality, but I've always figured out a way to make enough to do what I need to do. By the grace of God, like it's just happened. So I kind of use that as the W in my in my back pocket and then figure out what I'm gonna do. So when it comes to money, I don't look at money as like that big of a headache in the grand scheme of things. And so you power through and you try to do the best you can. But when it's not money related, like when it's like, yo, am, am I going to leave my kid at the kids club at this resort that I'm at? What are the risks associated with that? And then I have to examine whether or not like it makes sense to do. That's a whole different thing. I think the funny thing about, you know, staying kind of in that even middle mode as it pertains to kids is that I think we all would agree that like we, you know, we want our kids to, when there are those happy times or like supply them with as many happy times and, you know, the kind of over extra celebration of those wins so they can feel that kind of joy. Right. Um, But then it's also teaching them when the losses come and the bad times are around how not to fall apart. So it's almost like we want to supply them with the, you know, <laughs> the feeling the of the highest day. of highs. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. You know, something that, that I feel like that I've done in terms of like my crew and my company is, and I don't know if it makes sense at all, but I always like to celebrate the the small wins as a group that maybe to the outside don't look like a big win. But then if we had a big win, you kind of like, you know, you you keep your composure more. If it's like a really big win that to the outside world, oh, you won. Does that make any sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I, I'm thinking right I now think as you're talking, perfect sense. as you're talking, Kay, like I'm wondering if how I can apply that to my children. Like I want to, I want to help them celebrate small wins that nobody else might think is a win for themselves. You know, like, oh, your first day of school or you did, you hit a, you, you, you did something good in, in, a, in an activity that you did. You did a slide, you did the slide that you were scared of, you right. know, and, and whatever little things. Or it's big, almost it's something or, or, like, or it's like or that it's family good. time that you guys spend together. Like that's just as important as a holiday. Like you can treat right. it as like, man, this is just as special and important, but no one else is celebrating it. We, we, we can, you know? Right. But, but like, if they get like a, they do really less, my kids aren't getting grades yet, but it's the same. My, my kid gets an A in, in, in something rather than go crazy celebrating it because that's an obvious win. Be like, yo, that's good. Now you got to maintain that. Keep that up. You know, let's 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 do that. You know, like, keep it up instead of does that does that seem like I'm applying that same thing to that? Not in that example that you just gave, but I feel like and I'll explain why, because I was just about to ask this question in a second. But I feel like you do celebrate small wins as it pertains to your kids in an actually to me as far as what you've shared in an actually pretty good way so like your daughter recently got a certificate from uh, martial arts she right? got yeah she got a new belt yep right and so you didn't share the entire experience but I, I, if i remember correctly like something happened with your schedule i think it might have been a recording of a podcast as a matter of fact you could you you didn't realize that that was kind of conflicting with the podcast and you opted to go 
do that, right? Be present and like acknowledge that 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 win. And even and I'm sure you kind of bigged it up and did like the whole pomp and circumstance around it. But like just you having the presence of mind of like, yo, and I know how much you enjoy having these conversations, but that's first, right? And so right. you being able to like make that that pivot, I think is a big way to celebrate a small thing in, in the grand scheme, right? So like that to me, I think you, you do a pretty good job. Even things like the way you describe Halloween for your kids and like all these things that might not mean a lot to a lot of people. I feel like you, you and your lady do a good job of like making them big enough for the moment for your kids to enjoy. But then when you flip right. it and you're like, and when you flip it and you're like, all right, you got, you got an A in this big ass test. Let's just say, right. And you're like, yo, that's cool. You acknowledge it. You pick them up in that moment, but then you're like, yo, but you gotta, you gotta keep it up. That's where I think I've fucked up because by by having both of those conversations in that moment, I feel like I'm taking away from the W, right? Instead of letting that win happen, like celebrating it to some decent level, and then maybe in a few days or maybe in a week, come back and be like, yo, you remember how high you felt when you got that A? All right, let's always try to achieve that. And then like separate the two. No, I say give give space between the criticism and the celebration, because I, I I think we struggle with that sometimes, especially like coming from like a basketball game or whatever. Sometimes I want to, you know, if my son is thinking, ah, oh, did I do good? You know, what? Tell me what I did good and that kind of stuff. And then, but then it's like, damn. All right, well, do I tell you where you fucked up <laughs> as well, or you know, do I deflate you or? That's that's always kind of a thing, like you know, how much space do you give between the the celebration and and then the constructive criticism, you know? Yeah, I mean, look, I, I think there's obviously different approaches to this, but I think we're onto something here because we're like, because I'm trying to deconstruct something as we were talking that I've tried to apply in kind of like my business and friendship world in terms of keeping motivation. That 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 was always about keeping the morale of the troops, you know, high. Right. And, um, and celebrating when nobody else gave a damn. Um, and I just think that that, that, that could be useful for, for, you know, raising kids. Uh, I think a hundred percent. And it becomes a thing about, and this is always the, one of the more important things to me in life is consistency is if, if they can learn some kind of consistency and, and it goes even with the thing about, getting an A in a big test. Like, I'm not saying I wouldn't celebrate it. I just might celebrate something else that isn't so obvious more. Right. Um, you know, a small milestone where this might be a, a big, but everybody, you know, all the kids, maybe there's five, 10 kids, 20 kids in our class, all got A's. And my thing is like, yo, you did a great job, you know, but we got to keep it up. And then, you know, and I'll celebrate maybe the consistency down the road of that. Like, that, that's what I want to instill more. Or, right or like instances where we'll, we'll get through this in fatherhoods <laughs> or like instances where you know our kids are showing more signs of independence or you know overcoming hurdles that they may that they may you know have um and kind of encouraging and celebrating those those small wins because it will equal up to something big you know if, if they stick through it like we the, the other yesterday we were driving back from Disney 
and um and you know it's a long ride and my we brought my mom with me as well and my daughter was just having these conversations and and playing with my mom and and me and my girl were just acknowledged like wow like you know we're we celebrated the fact that she was holding a conversation and, and saying all these different words we hadn't heard or trying to say words she might have been saying some of them you know in the wrong way but she was actually really trying to apply language and and, and words and and we we, we kind of celebrated her in that moment and it's funny my daughter's hilarious because i'll do this thing where i celebrate small things that don't make sense sometimes and she's like like i'll tell her i'm so proud of you and she goes why <laughs> and then i'll tell her why and she goes but why and she'll just rig. she's still she's confused by why i'm so you know celebrating or i'm telling her i'm proud hilarious yeah that's dope let me ask you about that trip actually before we get into the trips because i'm on i'm on a vacation in the dominican republic celebrating my mother's 75th oh birthday. shit nice. congrats to her congrats um, yeah so we surprised her with this and we've been planning it so my brother and i kind of chipped in and got her well, nice. my whole family's here but um got her involved but um don't lie you got deported bro don't lie yeah yeah, yeah. even though i was born in the bronx but yeah I, that, that works <laughs> aka um, dr <laughs> but it's so funny that you went on a, on a trip with your mom and your family and then i'm yeah. also on one which and I she's think celebrating her 80th right my mom Ooh. oh yeah really yeah yeah just just oh, recently yeah wow yeah that's dope but um but Kay, you weren't around because you were sick and your whole household got sick actually so we we've had this happen all three of us over the mm -hmm. last like couple of months k being the most recent like how's life for you right now like what have you gone through and what have you learned um well it's been annoying just i mean anyone who's been has a where it lasts for a long time and lingers that should send you through up and ups and downs as e can attest to mm -hmm. um and you know just get tired of that shit I think the interesting thing, well, both my wife and I have been sick and then my son, you know, he's, he's been fine. So that's been great. Uh, but it, but it's been, it's been a test for him and for all of us really, because, you know, we've had to quarantine and kind of try to stay away. And he's definitely had to be kind of more about independent, 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 um, you know, I mean, as you guys know, he he still kicks it with us at night and 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 all that stuff. So, so you know this 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 whole stretch, he's been on his own, and so that's I been. I forgot about that. Yeah. So yeah, you guys still co-sleep. Yep. Oh, yeah. That's tough. So so that this has been a new, a whole new thing for him. Um, I mean, it's not new because he did it prior, you know, but, um. But for his world at this point in time, yeah. uh, it's been interesting to watch him, you know, buck up basically <laughs> and have to. And so we've tried to create these kind of new evening routines and uh, hang out as much as we can, but then get him ready to go off and, you know, do his thing. And he's been he, he's been really responsible with it. Um, you know, it's, it's been. uh has been the easiest for him just because he's used to his routine that we previously have had. Um, so it's been good for him in terms of just being independent and learning to know that, you know, when he, when he needs to, he can rely on himself and do everything himself and, 
and and all that good stuff. So I think it's been that's been an encouraging thing. Not that we didn't think otherwise, but it's for him to, you know, those are his hurdles that he has to understand and realize that um, it's not some of those things aren't as a big of a deal uh, if he's got to do shit on his own that uh, that he's fully capable of of doing it. So that's been the the interesting ride here for us. Wow. Yeah. It, I mean, it's not fun being sick, but if the outcome is your son is kind of developing these skills of independence, like that, that's a good piece of silver lining there, just given the, the circumstances. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Now, you know, on the flip side, you know, we both feel like shit because we essentially ruined his winter <laughs> break. And you know how kids, like, you know, this is like gold to them you know, two, three weeks off of school, you know, that kind of, right. you know what I mean? So, um, I mean, yeah, we that just means you got to come hard for the summer vacation. That's all that. Yeah. He also put it out on us. Like, uh, you guys owe me some days of winter break. So I'm going to, I want to take some, just some, some extra days off school. And we're like, all right, we'll figure it out. <laughs> you know, so we'll, we'll make That's it up to funny. him. Yeah. He's, he's negotiating with y'all. That's great. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. You know, talking about co-sleeping, um when we were in our in our disney trip you know we get two queen beds and and this is what we've done whenever we've slept in hotels and you know one of us will sleep with one kid and the other with yeah. the other kid so um my son as of recently has become very 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 attached to me right um he freaks out when i walk out of his eyesight especially in public places mm-hmm. And I'm starting to feel bad for my daughter because, you know, slowly she's starting to, 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 you know, be better with him. I think I've mentioned it, but they're now getting into the regular, regular, like sibling fighting over stupid things, toys or whatever. And so I think it's starting to turn now where he's getting attention because he is the young one. He's, he's still, you know, a toddler. Uh, I I don't know. His, I don't know if he's still officially a toddler, but to me, he's a toddler, and um, and I just feel like you know he gets that attention, so I think she feels it that he gets that extra attention, and sometimes she acts out on it, and so when we were staying over there in Disney, she, you know, the first night he slept with me, and and then my daughter was like, well, you know, the next night I want you to to sleep with me, <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, of course, for sure. Right. So we we get to the room and and you know we we start getting ready for bed and I and I get in bed with her and everything's fine, but then we're about to turn off the lights and he's just like he walks over to the bed where I'm at and he's like, okay, daddy, come, 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 daddy. <laughs> and I'm like, no, 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 papa, I'm gonna I'm gonna sleep with sissy. He's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> and then he starts losing his mind. Damn, and then dude. my girl's like, no, come on, I'm gonna sleep with you. He's like, no, daddy, daddy, oh, daddy. Man. And I'm just like, my heart is sinking because I don't want my daughter to feel that, you know, to now you have that against him. Like, bro, you taking yeah. you taking you know dad away from me and this and that. And and then my mom doesn't help because my mom's not usually around these situations with us. And she's in the other room and she comes in because we had like a suite that had like a sofa bed. So she comes in and she's like, what's wrong? And then we're, I'm like, nothing, mom, nothing, nothing. But why is he crying like that? Like, Because he wants me to sleep. With. So sleep with him. I'm like, no, I already slept with him yesterday. 
And uh, and and uh, today is, is is my daughter's turn. And she's like, "No, he's a baby. Sleep with him." <laughs> oh, I can't hear him crying like this because he was going off, and I was just like so conflicted because he's going crazy. Um, and he's like, "Please," and he says, "Please," and he puts his hands like this too, and he's going, "Please." Oh please. my god, he got you wrapped around your face, yo, dude. And it's like, man, the only thing that then my girl was like, "Well." Let him sleep with, like, put all three, you know, the, all three of us in the bed. Let him fall asleep, and then we'll take him and put him in the bed. But it's like the bed wasn't big enough, and and then like I put him on top of me, where it's the only place he could sleep, and he's like kneeing me in the balls and shit. <laughs> and I'm like, nah, bro, I'm not doing this, man. Like, I'm not doing this. And and so then, luckily, my daughter had fallen asleep, and then I just, you know, I I think she didn't notice, and then I woke up early and I hopped over on her side. Just gotta find your like, little. Just gotta find your little sliver. Yeah, I didn't. The, I didn't tell <laughs> hold her. Hold on to it. <laughs> you know, she didn't ask, and I didn't tell her. Like, so I didn't have to lie or anything. Um, I just, <clears throat> I just, she just woke up, and I was next to her, and so I'm just like, man, well, you know, now I'm dealing with this thing where I just don't want her to have resentment against mm -hmm. him and feel that she's being neglected. When those tears come out, that's a hard one, man. Tears yeah. came out the first night that we were like, all right, dude, you gotta. Can't sleep with us tonight. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> yeah, it's tough, man. That's not easy, though. Mm -mm. But, but the the grandma thing. I think know, you know. So. You know what? I, I feel I'm 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 surprised um, in a good way to hear that she was like so sleep with them because there's a lot of older folks that the thought of uh, you know uh, sleeping with your kid no, they have to be in their own bed twenty four seven you know. Not, no, not my mom. No, no, my mom. Especially if it's like, it's, I feel like like in my family they they always lean towards little boys. Like little boys can get away with murder mm. in my family. At least, even if you ask my cousin, who you know, she's a girl, and she's she'll tell you, yeah, man. Like as we're similar in age, she's a year older, but she would be like, you got away with murder when you were a little kid, and they always, you know, made me do a X Y Z, and I'm like, really. And and now I, she, I believe is that. Is she older? Is she older than you? She's older by a year. By a year. I think there's something to be said about both. I think you're right about the boys, but the youngest. In my yeah, case, that happens to be the girl. Both of those scenarios, I feel like the, the grandparents are just like, you know, let them do whatever they want. Mm. Like we were just talking about um, here. Kinda, we were just talking about, like, I have family not too far to we had a few folks come over and we were just talking about how different the grandmother is versus the mother, right? And like like drastically different. Or, or the parents, I should say, and the grandparents. Because there's parents who are like drill sergeants with their kids who won't take the time to like play with their kid or like just do some of those basic things that we try to do. And then when their grandkid comes around, the dad that wasn't willing to like lay down on the floor and play with their kids is on the floor at a much older age playing with their grandkid or like, you know, doing all these things that when you look at them as the son, they're like, yo, who are you, bro? Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing? Because they can so, shut it. They can shut it off at any minute. Right. <laughs> it's like when, you do it with your own, when you do it with your own kids, it's like, oh, that's going to lead to more of this. <laughs> but let me ask you, does, but does it ever change where the, if the kid is misbehaving, then the grandparent goes, you see, this is because you're not you don't do X, Y, Z. You're not strict enough. You, you must let you're letting them run all, all over you because my mom will do that. If, if, if my mom's trying to do something with 
with my kids and they and they kind of misbehave or kind of like diss her or whatever and you'd be like you see it's because you don't you don't discipline them enough and <laughs> you let them do whatever you, they want and i'm like i'm like come on man you can't have you know your cake and eat it too my yo my mother if my kid any of my kids grabbed a rocket launcher and blew up a car <laughs> with people in it my mother will be like well you gotta let them do it like they're, they're kids you gotta like support them i'm like how do I support a fucking terrorist in my house? Like, how do I do that? So it doesn't, she'll justify anything that my kids do. And my wife and I look at each other we're like, yo, come on. Like, but even if it's dissing her? If it's dissing my, my mother? I think that's my mother I think, will feel, she'll I think, feel like hurt. But yeah. she would likely still try to find a way to make it be like nah, supportive. My, my mom is spiteful, I think, in that way where she's like, yeah, let them do whatever they want. But the minute that they don't want to do what she wants, or they don't want to, you know, they don't treat her in a certain way. Hmm. She's like, uh-uh, no, you know, you're, you're, you're raising these kids the wrong way. <laughs> <laughs> but only when it's like negative toward her, everything towards else her, is- everything mm. else. Yeah. Let them do that. Let them eat that. Let them do that. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Yo, Manny Mo, you got a soccer game to I, go to, man. Yeah. I got a daddy son <laughs> soccer game on the beach oh, I was like, right now. So. In DR, he's got a soccer game right now. <laughs> Yeah, my son, you know, they got activities at this resort. So my son was like, yo, dad, let's go play soccer together in the tournament. I was like, I don't know how to play soccer, but let's do it. Yo, send me some so, Mahuana. I got you. But you got the, the bomb joint. I got there. the bomb. But, you know, I, you know, I need to some variety just to showcase. All right. I got you. I got you. <laughs> All right, gentlemen. It was a pleasure. Yep. All right, y'all. Right, Later. Peace. Yo, be a father. If not, why bother, son? A boy can make him, but a man can raise one. Be your father to your child.